Podcast Appetite for Distortion, episode number 431. Welcome back to the podcast, Mr. D. Snyder. How are you, sir? I am living my best life, man. So uh, I have no complaints. That's great. Well, I mean, even no no complaints because you can say and you do say whatever you want, and it's always been that way. So. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I will speak up, and I will go. I, you know, and that's Brandon. That's kind of the, the tough thing. What's going on in the world really doesn't affect me. <laughs> I mean, I'm a rich white guy, rich, old white guy, retired, rich, old, retired white guy. I'm I'm sitting in my house in Belize on the Caribbean. I've got a house in L. You know, I mean, I'm so whatever craziness I'm I'm not I'm not affected, but others are. Mm. And we can't take I can't take that position that just because I'm okay, Yeah. I that I don't have to that I'm not going to say anything. I'm going to shut up. Okay. And people got to realize just because you're okay, have a little social consciousness and awareness that there are others in the world who are dealing. Just because you're a dude um, who's had your kids already doesn't mean it's cool that women's right to choose has been taken away. Agreed. Okay. Agreed. It's, not, yeah. it's not acceptable. Speak out, step up, say something, acknowledge that it's wrong. There are people trying to t- roll back the clock. That's not acceptable, even if it doesn't affect you. So um, I'm living my dream, but I've got to speak up. And, and that's why I've admired you for so long, in addition to just being a rock and roll fan and both of us being from Long Island. Uh, l- let me ask, because I just turned 40. I don't mean to make you feel old, but I was two in 1985 at the PNR. But I grew up with the legend of that, D. Snyder. This is the days when VH1 and MTV were always showing highlights of that on TV, new and Frank yeah. Zappa. So can you properly explain what that's like to someone who was not living during that time? Because I just feel like without you, maybe I wouldn't have this podcast, certain things. And, and, and if you can, when you got out of maybe the car that morning, who was staring at you? Were you nervous? Did you go in there with the confidence that you have now? Uh, what was it like? You know, well, first of all, it was a decade of decadence. And you're in the forest. You're not seeing the trees. It was a Reagan era. And um, it didn't seem odd that there were these conservatives who were freaking out over bands like Twisted and Motley and, you know, Wasp. And, 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 and I remember, you know, getting arrested in Texas for profanity and our shows being picketed by religious Christian groups. And, you know, and, and it just seemed like, yeah, that's, that's the world, you know, and, and I'm kind of pushing that button. I know I'm pushing that button. I'm very well aware I am pushing the buttons and, and getting the reaction. But then the sent these PMRC things started happening, Parent Music Resource Center, and they wanted to have uh, ratings on records. 
And that was background noise as well. I'm in a rock band. I'm a vampire. I'm not watching the news here. And, oh, yeah, there's this organization and blah, blah, blah. And they want to censor ring. I'm like, yeah, you're on the Filthy 15. Filthy 15. Yes, I'm on the Filthy 15. Who else is on there? Bruce Springsteen? Really? What was, how's he on the list? Uh, Madonna? What? You know, Cindy Lauper? Wait a minute. What is this list? How filthy is it? You know, so... um. And then, you know, it, but then it grew and grew to, and we found out, you know, that these were senators and, and the politicians' wives, both Republicans and Democrats. And all of a sudden, now they're going to have a Senate hearing. And I got asked to uh, speak. And I viewed it as grabbing, you know, that picture from the Iron Maiden album cover with Eddie. You know, I just said, if you look in the graphic novel, he's not going to take it, which is we're, we're going to talk about. But there's actually a frame of me. Like I said, I felt like Eddie carrying the flag. So I thought I was going to lead the hordes into battle and everybody was going to rally behind me. Um, more about that later. Going down there, I was the cockiest son of a bitch. I couldn't have got me at a more confident time in my life. My band was one of the biggest bands in the world. They were asking me because I was one of those recognizable faces in rock and roll. And I'm going down. I got my bodyguards and security. And it's pandemonium. You're driving down the main thoroughfare in Washington. And every satellite truck in the world is there. The news. I mean, it's crazy. Get out of the car. And there's security all around me. And I'm feeling like. God, quite honestly, I've been informed I am not. Okay. <laughs> I have a feet are back on the ground. My wife told me. Uh, so, but, uh, but I'm like floating into that room in my cutoff denim and my snakeskin boots and pants so tight. I could, you could tell I was circumcised for God's sake. <laughs> uh, and who did the work? Good God. He cuts them on the angle. Uh, anyway, so, <laughs> but I, I was feeling incredibly empowered. I look at okay. that footage of me i go how did you even walk with balls that big this said and i'll be honest it talks about it and you, it, it, he's not gonna take it at that so when i finally sat down pulled out my speech got ready to read and i looked up the magnitude of the situation just washed over me uh i don't know if you've seen it but you have the hearings there's a phalanx of news cameras and reporters right in front of you. They're down below the desk, and then the senators are all up there strategically. And all of a sudden, you're like sitting there holding your little piece of paper that you worked on for two weeks, and you're going, oh, my, like, you know, when I brought a knife to a gunfight, you know, that kind of thing. And and there was a brief moment where I freaked in my brain there for just a second. What the hell am I doing? And then the other voice said, "Get it together, man! You know you got a job to do." Okay, and then I, and then I read, but yeah, there there was a moment there where like, whoa, this is insane. I mean, it is. And again, I grew up with the legend of it. And I'm glad you put it into a graphic novel. Uh, he's not going to take it because I'm going to read that to my son who once he could. I mean, he's only seven months. But once we start reading to him, in addition to, you know, uh, Dr. Seuss, I'm going to read him uh, Dr. Snyder, books like that. Uh, I, I have like 30 seconds if because you're on, on, on X, Twitter and so am I, which is kind of like a cesspool of people. How do you feel of people using hate words? Like, is that something that you feel should be taken off social media? But then they say that's a, that's taking away free speech. I know oh. that's hard. 
Elon Musk is a genius idiot. Okay, so I mean, look, yeah, there is. We got to talk about the bigger picture of of censorship and free speech. Free speech is a right. It is also a privilege. Many countries in the world do not have free speech, and people are put to death for speaking free out. So it's a responsibility that comes with that free speech. And in the most simplest terms, I could put it: online bullying. If you're saying that Nancy had sex with the football team and she did not, and you know she did not, you're lying, outwardly lying with intention to hurt her emotionally and potentially physically because many people who are bullied online commit suicide. That is not your free speech. You are not, that's not your First Amendment right to say that. You have no right to say that. That is not what free speech is. Agreed. Our fathers never intended for us to run into a crowded movie theater, shout fire when there's no fire. That was not free speech. So people need to understand what that responsibility and what having that wonderful gift in this country is and what it means. You know, openly lying is unacceptable. Agreed. D, I wish we had more speech today. I know you have to move on to your next interview. Just thank you for your time. And I hope we get to do this again. Another time, my friend. Another time. Thank, thank you. you. Thanks, D. I love talking to D. Snyder. I know he's not everyone's favorite because he's outspoken, but I, I just really I find him entertaining. I do find him knowledgeable. I may not always agree with his opinion, but I, I he's a nice guy. And I, I've been lucky to have met him in person uh, once or twice. Does a lot of charity work. Just really enjoy. And I wish I had more time. But if you're familiar with this podcast, sometimes I get short interviews through my job, uh, working for Premier Radio Networks on this these radio tours, he's promoting, of course, the graphic novel. He's not going to take it. The story of you know, his 1985 PMRC uh, hearings fighting Tipper Gore, but it goes from like childhood to now, you know, fighting people on on Twitter, the whole free speech uh, fight, First Amendment. So I, I, I wanted to find out you know, quickly before it ended about hate speech, people thinking that's also free speech. And if I had time, I would have transferred that over to one in a million, but kind of ran out of time there. Uh, but speaking of one in a million, that's going to be, I guess, addressed on the next episode of Appetite for Distortion, because as I always say, the conversation continues online in between the broadcasts. So hopefully you're not just getting your Guns N' Roses news, your rock news from this podcast. But if you're out of the loop a little bit, a couple lawsuits, <laughs> Guns N' Roses and lawsuits, Go together like uh, spaghetti and meatballs, I, I suppose. So the first one that came out, well, it could be a month ago at this point, a few weeks ago, uh, Kat Benzova, Benzova, that's how you say her name, Kat Benzova. I, I I don't say it out loud enough. I'm so used to just seeing it in the print. You know, photo by Kat Benzova. Um, years ago, I asked her to, because a lot of people come on this podcast, and she lo she actually listened, and she's like, I really like what you do. But unfortunately, I can't because it's Guns N' Roses themed. But if you had another show, another platform, I would love to do it. And this was maybe a couple years into the podcast. And, and the, the one of many just like, like, I get it. But man, that's really disappointing. Like, just why? Like, I'm going to ask you about your whole life. Uh, GNR or like with D Snyder here. It didn't, even, didn't come up. <laughs> uh, but. Whatever. I mean, I and I've asked her throughout the years to try and just ha hasn't happened. But she's very always been very nice and polite. So if you haven't heard, she's and I'm just going to paraphrase because next episode, we're really going to do a deep dive into it. 
Uh, she is suing Guns N' Roses and Fernando, Guns N' Roses manager, for a copyright of her photos, which is so ironic given the copyright fight that I and many of you Guns N' Roses fans had online just to keep your own videos up. And there were trolls taking it down. Uh, pages, YouTube pages being shut down, claiming copyright. And us fan I mean, I don't even want to go back. That was like a dark time with, with many dark times with uh, Guns N' Roses fans, but that was one of them. So it's just ironic that they're being sued for copyright. Uh, but she also, she alleges that she was sexually harassed on numerous occasions by Fernando. As of now, I believe her. And I say that because I just keep an open mind. I am not a judge. Uh, I, I want to, I, I respect the, the jury and the, the, I'm gonna, what, what comes out. But my opinion based upon what I know and what I've read is I believe her. Uh, and I also don't want to be, I'm aware, I don't want to be biased just because I've been denied any more current Guns N' Roses interviews, even though I've had Dizzy on, I've had Richard on, I've had Frank on. Melissa wants to come on, but Fernando told them, no, no more. Um, yeah, that, that hurts and it's frustrating, but in no way does that transfer into me rooting for Fernando to get into some serious life trouble. I mean, that's, that's, doesn't, that's a completely different thing. I'm, I'm a little, I can be vindictive, but I'm not evil. I mean, but if he did these things, then, you know, he deserves what he gets. And, you know, it's the same thing for Axel Rose. I am like that. However, at this time, I stand with Axel. So if you haven't heard, Axel is being sued for sexual assault that happened allegedly in 1989. This woman has tried suing before. She was also featured in a documentary called Look Away that came out a couple years ago that spoke about sexual assault with him, with Steven Tyler, with uh, Kim, the, um, the manager of the Runaways, when he was recruiting these underage girls to be in the Runaways. Um. It was very, very weird. I'll talk about it more in the next episode. Um, but it was just very strange. But given what I know, I put up on Twitter, I stand with Axel Rose. And of course, my fan base stands with him too. But when you put it on, on Twitter, you're opening yourself up. And I'm just glad I'm not the kind of person that fights online. I don't, I don't troll. I don't get into arguments. If people write like a negative comments or something I don't agree with, more often than not, I just ignore it because what does it matter? That's not your opinion. That's your opinion. That's not mine. As long as it's not nasty or a shot at me that I have to defend myself, I guess like, okay, let your opinion live out on the internet. I don't I don't need to correct people because just for, for a few days, I was just inundated and it just takes over your life because, you know, I it's, it's not just like, oh, I want to respond right away because I'm triggered because people are, are leaving things on my Twitter because I support Axel Rose and I'm a rape apologist, uh, just things that are just really inappropriate and not true. So I want to clear up and have a rational and logical discussion. Oh, by the way, if you keep hearing that, if you heard it a little bit through D. Snyder's interview, and now that's my cat Blackie, who sounds like, remember the old video game, uh, Crash Bandicoot? He sounds like the bird. <laughs> that's, that's Blackie. Uh, he's 17 and is as active as a kitten. So anyway, uh, just crazy. People wishing me to 
tell me to kill myself, tell me to die because I support Axel. Insane stuff. And the best is when you find out that they're either some like early 20s or not even that. I, I wouldn't even say that. They're not early 20s. Literally a teenager. There's one person I wrote. I'm like, you sound like you're a kid that like, I hope you could, you'll, you'll never be on a jury. Oh, well, I can never be on a jury because I'm only 15. Okay. And then what am I doing? I'm arguing with a teenager. I'm, I'm out. <laughs> so, so much of Twitter really are the opinions of people who should not have opinions on such heavy subjects. So next episode, I asked for a lawyer that's also a Guns N' Roses fan, and that's what's going to happen. Out of St. Louis, uh, his name is Jeff Hackney, and he's from HKM Employment Attorneys, and he's going to come on, and he's given us his time. Usually it costs a lot for the other lawyer's time, but no, he's doing this out of love of Guns N' Roses and wants to have a logical and rational discussion about these subjects. We're not going to have a guilty verdict, an innocent verdict. It's not about that. It's about how do we feel as Guns N' Roses fans about what is happening with our band. So stick around for that. That'll be the next episode. And because people are like, oh, look at Axel did this. He's also a racist with one in a million. And I'm like, well, I've actually spoken to black people that know him that say he's not a racist, but there's an open. We can have a discussion about whether or not it's appropriate. So you, larger discussions, not being like, oh, he's a rapist and a, and a racist. And no, no, we can have a calm discussion. And OK, that's what's going to happen. So stay tuned for that. And we need to get your questions uh, answered as well, because I put that out on, on, on social for you to submit some good legal questions that you may have about this. Never thought I would do an episode, a Guns N' Roses themed episode about sexual assault. But here we are. Anyway, well, there will be. So when will you see that episode? In the words of Axel Rose concerning Chinese democracy, I don't know if soon is the word, but you'll see it. Thanks to the lame-ass security, I'm going home.